0: Thanks for checking out this week's staff meeting Devo. This week, Reverend Annie Bullard brought us our weekly devotion with a Devo titled Slave or Bond Slave. Let's check it out. Okay, my beautiful friends. If, um, first of all, incredible time of prayer and worship together. Um, you know, it's so good whenever we turn on some worship and are able to see God's face um, and let God do what only He can do, right, Pastor Mike? All right, so um, if I were to give today's Devo a title, it would be Slave or Bond Slave. So we had our 99. one retreat a couple of weeks ago at Shadowhaven, really sweet place. We had bonfires and... Um, you know, we had a lot of good time, stuff to eat, a lot of fun laughs together. And we also shared the word. We had, uh, Hallie McLaughlin came out, uh, to share two messages with us. And if her name sounds familiar, um, you may know her husband, um, Uh, Dan McLaughlin has been to preach several times at Word of Life. They attend Grace AG, and Hallie was something else. I'd never heard her preach, but I felt like the Lord said, Ask Hallie, and she was incredible. And she mentioned something that really caught my heart, caught my attention. can't say I ever really studied it in Scripture before, Um, but she had mentioned that she had her ears pierced after she was water baptized. And she did that to signify that she chooses to be a bond slave to Christ. In love. She chooses Jesus in love. And I found it so interesting that I had to do a little bit of research on that. And so in Exodus 21, we see some laws laid out about slaves. And interestingly, this is right after the dramatic exodus of God's people from slavery in Egypt. And it's right after the Ten Commandments are given in Exodus chapter 20. So here we enter Exodus chapter 21, and it's God's word to the Israelites. And it says, now, these are the rules that you shall set before them. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years. And in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. If he comes in single, he shall go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out alone. I mean, all that's a little weird and disturbing to me. and It's kind of outside of our realm of living right now. But listen to this next part. But if a slave says plainly, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free, then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an owl, that's a strong needle, and he shall be his slave forever. So, the instructions for making a regular slave into a bond slave are laid out twice in the Old Testament. We see it in Exodus chapter 21, and we see it also in Deuteronomy 15. And God is telling his people that the first thing you should do, you should know about as slaves, is that they should go free, like for nothing, that the Hebrew people should not be indefinitely enslaved, but freed offered the chance to go free for a limited time after serving. And then after that, the slave might go free or choose to stay out of love for the master, but that should be free choice of the slave. So why a piercing, why a door, and why an ear? Why a piercing? Well, the process was this. The slave who, as I mentioned, out of love, wish to serve the master voluntarily, he would be taken to the doorframe. And then a strong needle would pierce or bore a hole through the skin of the earlobe, which I mentioned, but that would pierce the flesh permanently. Now, if you fast forward to the New Testament, you see Paul saying in Galatians 17, I carry the scars of Jesus on my own body. Now, figuratively, This would be defined as the scar or the mark of service. So Paul's talking about the scars, the marks, the stigmas in his own body that mark him as a bond slave to Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus also has permanent scars. His scars came out from having his flesh pierced on wood as a result of love and being willing to be submissive to serve. He said, not my will my God, but yours be done. He said that the word of God says that the, the, the son of man came to, not to be served, but to serve. Jesus is the ultimate servant and his scars will have all other scars just be a shadow of what he carries. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says that Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace Was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And then why a door? Well, the concept of bringing your servant to a door in order to carry out the piercing is quite interesting. If you look at the New Testament, the word for door appears about 39 times, and it's really fascinating. You can probably ask Pastor Lisa after she (laughs) preached on that over this past summer. Um, She knows a lot about Jesus being the door. Uh, And we hear about that in John 10. Jesus says, I am the door. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of my sheep. And again, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. A door is a passageway. It's a portal. It presents an opportunity to move from one environment to another environment. It's a metaphor that can be used, a door. It can be used to signify opportunity. You know, an open door or a shut door, door being a passageway. So when we think about door frames in the Bible, we, our minds could be whisked back to Old Testament times during the great exodus itself, where it was a pivotal moment in Israel's history. It was that moment when Israelites were liberated from that forced slavery, and then they were delivered into freedom, where they were willingly entered into a covenant with their God to follow his commandments. So blood on the door frame is one of the most iconic images of this transfer from slavery into following a new master in freedom. So crossing over that threshold through the door, it must be a voluntary choice. And Jesus presents us with that opportunity that he is that portal for us. He is the door to the kingdom of heaven. And then white ears. We find that This is really wild. I did not realize this. But earlobes are featured in two significant ways in the Old Testament. First, in the consecration of priests, and then also in the cleansing of lepers. And I didn't realize this, but, but both of those are found in Leviticus. Priests are made holy to the Lord by their ears, their thumbs, and their big toes. And then leprosy, which is a picture of sin in the Bible, is cleansed and then atoned for by applying blood and anointment. To those same places, the ears, the thumbs, and the big toes. So our hands represent our deeds, our feet represent our walk, and then our ears signify obediently hearing and obeying the Lord. Ear to the throne, ready to hear God's bidding, and then being ready to carry it out. And we are free. We are free to choose personally to submit ourselves to our master in love, pierced like Paul with the scar or the mark of a life of service to our king, choosing the door to opportunity that leads to life, keeping our ears tuned into his still small voice. And this is a reminder for me personally. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful reminder of the choice that I have every day of who I will choose, who I will submit to willingly. So at our retreat, Hallie did a really beautiful thing. She had earrings made. I chose to wear them today. They're little sunflowers. And they were made by the Clay Couple, and they were made specific. That's not a plug or anything. I'm just saying. Um, but these earrings are made specifically for our retreat only. And um, so we are the only ones that carry these earrings. And she encouraged us as we put them into our ears to that it's a choice that I make today to be your bond servant, Jesus, to be a slave to where you carry me. And we've mentioned it today in prayer and your yoke is easier, your burden is light. And so I'm going to choose to submit myself to that kind of a master today. So my personal daily challenge is, who do I submit to? Am I a bond servant to Christ? Am I a slave to man? Or am I a slave to myself? And we kind of talked about that today too, that we can be a slave even to our own fears. And it's a, it's a, it's a definite choice when we choose to say, Lord, I submit myself to your leading. And so I think our ministry challenge, at least for me as director of one and then oversight or leader to a few ministries here at Word of Life, I want to keep in mind that the volunteers of these ministries made the same decision that I did to follow Jesus and to willingly be a bond slave to Christ. And then part of their decision to choose to follow him is to use their giftings and their abilities to serve the Lord in the ministry that we get to be in together. Now, some of us have the position of leader, and that's just a position in a ministry. The ministry isn't ours. The position isn't necessarily ours. It belongs to the Lord. And and I think it's an incredible reminder today to say, thank you, Lord, for this position that belongs to you, for this ministry that belongs to you, that I have the responsibility to lead others well in just as you lead me well in. So I think a question and a challenge for us this morning, or today, or this evening, whenever you're listening to this, is am I honoring God in the way that I'm leading my team? Am I keeping in step with the Spirit? Do I keep in mind that these ministries are God's ministry, not my ministry, that I'm not in charge, that He's in charge? Am I submitted to him as I lead this ministry and this team because I have a responsibility to lead well those that have been placed in my care to shepherd these beautiful bond servants well. And so I'd like to end with Galatians 5.25 today that'll help us to honor our master and our sibling bond servants well. Galatians 5.25 in the Amplified. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage, our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that we're not just marionette puppets, that honestly you've given us the gift of free will and Sometimes I wish you'd just take it from me. But to be honest, God, there would be no true love if there wasn't free will. And so right now, once again, we remember the incredible master that we have, the generous and kind and giving master that we have, and we willingly submit ourselves. Even as we see ourselves coming against the doorframe and having you pierce our ears, God, that we would willingly choose to be marked even as Paul with, it was with a life, a scar in life, a mark in life that is of service to you. Lord, have your way in us. And whatever that increase is, whatever that direction is, Lord, would you help us to keep our ears tuned into your still small voice so that we don't follow man, we don't follow ourselves, but we tune in and we trust in and we follow you, Lord Jesus, our master. We love you. Help us to not only lead our own lives well, but to lead these ministries that are yours well with the beautiful bond servants that we have in our care on our teams. We thank you for them, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.